Ba weep grana weep ninny bong and welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It, a film podcast to go with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts where we're not going to be critics, we're not going to throw numbers at you, we're just two friends at the end of a movie that asks, so did you like it? I am Sir Squarin. And I'm the new line of cars with parts sold separately. <laughs> and that's right, this week to kick off our summer of animation... We watched my favorite toy commercial of all time, Transformers the Movie from 1986, directed by Nelson Shin, screenplay by Ron Friedman, based on the Transformers toy by Hasbro. Hold on tight. The most incredible rock and roll adventure ever is here. Feed him to the shark guns. Starring Judd Nelson as Hot Rod, Leonard Nimoy as Galvatron, and Orson Welles. This movie is a trip, to say the least. My favorite commercial is when those kids drink that Capri Sun, and they turn into liquid silver, and they just fly across the world. <laughs> Shit, dude, that is like a close second. My And my, then it's uh, Crossfire. Dude, no. My, You'll my cut in the Crossfire! <laughs> crossfire! Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, dude, my favorite commercials are the PSAs with Gilbert Gottfried playing the uh, smoke detector. Be cool about fire safety. <laughs> Be cool. Hell yeah. I the mean, next this... time you're here, fire, you see a fire. And before you before you come at us saying, like, what do you mean start off as, like, as this is a, a toy commercial? This movie starts off with introducing the first toy you've ever wanted to ask your mom to buy for so, so long. Doesn't matter. Because when Unicron enters the screen... You want this toy. You want it so bad. You know your collection isn't complete without this Unicron toy. You don't know if it transforms. You don't give a shit if it transforms. It's a yeah. giant planet that eats but other planets. I want it. it. Does transform. And move get get out of here. Move out of here, Megatron. Make room for Galvatron. Oh. The new hotness. <laughs> the, get, we're not getting that old busted hot, hotness by, by Frank Welker. We want that new hotness from Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, so the voice acting is is really good, and the animation's really good. Uh, like, when, it, when I first oh, started good. watching it, because I hadn't seen it since I was a kid, and I remember as a kid, I was like, oh, yeah, I liked it. I imagine it's going to be some dumb 80s cheese, and I'm going to have a good time, and it's going to be stupid. Um, and yeah, as soon as I start it, like the animations kind of kick ass. It is. It's awesome. And like, let's be real. The opening of this movie going from, I have like little to no experience with the original Transformers show. I didn't watch it. The only experience I have is this movie, but even I can, ex can tell this is a very dark way to start off a Transformers movie with just this, like, giant planet coming in and just destroying and eating another planet while we just watch oh. just, like, millions of other robotic uh, people that we've never met before just die and we're like... Yes. It's okay. really fucked up. You know what kind of threw me out of it, though? As, uh, what is it, Unicron, as he's chewing through the planet and his little little metal jaws are shutting, opening and shutting, they made this cartoon 
kind of sound. <laughs> and I was like, are they doing no, like no, a no, cartoon no, no, crunch? No, 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 I need that one more time. I, I think just, I think Tucker's going to need a sound bite of this. So. Chewing the planet. It's just... The ship sent to the ship. It's our only chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... Why? This is like the sound that you make when, like, fucking, like, I don't know, uh, <laughs> a, a Looney Tunes character eats a steak or something. <laughs> I don't know why that's the best cutaway sound I've ever heard. Like, we should use that for something. It totally threw whatever. me out of it. I, I was like, because I was, I'm, I was trying to watch it while I was working today. Because, well, we had a kind of a bit of an emergency. Like, oh crap, we need to watch it. I have a different movie to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I was watching it at work, and so like as I'm like working, you know, I take my eyes off for a second, and then I hear that sound. I'm like, "Hold on, what now? <laughs> What's happening?" <laughs> and so I had to go. Oh, so it actually me. pulled you back into the movie, is what you? Well, no, I had me. to look away for a second. <laughs> is what I had to do. <laughs> and then I was like, "Wait, what? That couldn't have been." <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Is this not kind of, like Michael Bay didn't even have the balls to start off like this. Uh, what? I think one or so. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen any of those, and they kind of blur together in some kind of mess of boring. Um, no, if we talk about them too much, then we have to watch them, so let's not talk <laughs> about them too much. But I think one of them probably started with, like, dead robots on Cybertron or something. I don't know. That wasn't Cybertron. He was going to Cybertron later. No, I mean, I'm sure one of the Michael Bay movies started that way is what I was saying. Sorry. Oh, okay, yeah, you're probably I right. I was like, one of them had to have, right? Statistically. So apparently, Pearl Harbor, probably. What I found out is that this movie takes place 20 years after the uh, end of, like, the second season. Oh, yeah? Like, that's why it's set in 2005 and not 1985, like the show uh-huh. was. Um, yeah. And, like, that it was supposed to, like, we're supposed to also feel that, like, it's a big deal that... The Decepticons rule Cybertron now, and like they basically lost the war, and they're just running back to Earth now. And we're like, we have to communicate with Earth Base. <laughs> Jazz to Moon Base too. Jazz to Moon Base too. Scatman Crothers. Of uh, course he's Jazz. R.I.P. Which, by the way, I learned something interesting about this movie. This movie saw this is the final film of two actors because ten minutes, ten yep. months before this movie, <clears throat> yeah, uh, premiered, Orson Welles passed away. And three months after this movie premiered, Scatman Crothers passed away. So this is yeah. both of their final films. And I gotta say, I love this movie. <laughs> it's it's great. I, it's uh, one of it's one of my personal favorites. Like it's the reason I always that I put this up for this week as our emergency movie. Mm. Because from the get go, from the beginning of the movie, like no matter what I'm doing, I'm always hooked on this movie. Yeah, it's good. Good strong start, and you know you got the war happening and planets being destroyed. You got some very eighties like power ballads happening. It'll get you going right at the beginning, uh, and then you got that you got that rocking like version of the Transformers song. That's my emotional spike music. It gets me like super Dare, pumped. Dare I believe you can't? <laughs> I don't know how the song actually goes, <laughs> but I still want to point out. This is not like a very happy children's film because it technically is a children's film. Because immediately after seeing a planet be destroyed, we watch Decepticons infiltrate a Autobot ship with I believe there's some known characters in that ship that just get wrecked. 
murked by Decepticons. Just murked. Every I'm... single one of them dead. Doesn't Jazz get killed too in one of them? I'm pretty sure Jazz is one of them. And it's like, what? They're like, all right, no, we're going to make it. We're going to get out of this base before it gets eaten up. No, 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 no. no. Uh, uh, they killed Ironhide, Prowl, okay. Ratchet, Brawn, and they hijacked the ship. So Jazz is still fine. Oh, but I thought he was in that one where they were, like, escaping. And they were getting away on, like, an escape ship. And then, like, uh, even though the planet gets destroyed, they still get sucked in. Oh, yeah, Unicron oh. eats Jazz. Yeah, I'm talking about the Decepticons who like. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because they yeah, find there's out like that... corpses, robot corpses on the floor, right? Yeah, uh, and it's just like, all right, now let's go to Earth and do the same thing. And you're, I get really into it because I'm just like, this is this is really good actually because this is that's war, that yeah. that this is real, and I I really enjoy that. And then you just like. And then you cut away to, like, the worst character in the movie, and I'm like, ah, oh, okay, whatever. With the kid? Yeah, I really don't like the kid. I couldn't stand the kid either. I didn't even like his dad either. I was, like, totally hoping, like, the part where it's like, help Harry, child, save me. I was hope totally hoping he, like, whiffed. Oh, and now I know why um, Michael Bay named his character Sam Witwicky. Yeah. I, like, I had no idea yeah. that was the last name. Yeah, I thought that was made up, and then I looked at the IMDb, and I'm like, oh, so it's not nothing. And, like, funny, I guess. Um, yeah, and then also I was hoping that kid he would, would eat shit when we have, like, that cool, like, um, 80s music playing, and they're just like, let's go, let's go join the Autobots, and the kid's, like, doing this, like, space, like, hoverboard thing, and he's, like, showing off, like, yeah, yeah, and then he hits, like, a rock and almost, like, eats shit, uh, and then, like, I think, who was it? I don't remember. Someone catches him. Hot Rod. Like, Soundwave or something. Oh. It's Hot Rod. Judd Nelson catches him. Oh, I can't fucking stand Hot Rod either. The whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm like, please someone kill this, this robot. What? You don't like Hot Rod? Couldn't fucking stand him. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta know why. Shit. What? What was your problem with Hot Rod? Oh, he's that annoying, just shitty, like, just optimistic can-do attitude <laughs> oh my god fuck off with this guy he gets optimus prime killed i i have my like fucking jar jar Binks sith lord theory on this one where i think hot rod got optimus killed so that he could become rodimus prime which now i get where his name rodimus came from and i hate it even more <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's because his name was Hot Rod? Oh, okay. Because I guess Hotimus Prime sounded too sexy. <laughs> yeah, Hotimus Prime was the wrong message to be putting into people's heads at the end of the movie. I hate this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> Optimus Prime would not have been killed had he not intervened. I mean, because... you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Fucking, after they have their little, like, spat back and forth, which I think that's actually the my favorite fight of the whole movie was oh, Optimus going... Going toe to toe with Megatron, that was awesome. And they have the little like Megatron, you sussy baka, and then they just like <laughs> that whole like scene. And then like they fight each other, and it's a great fucking fight. And then yeah, like Optimus, like an idiot, is like monologuing because Megatron asked for like mercy while he's reaching for a gun. And I think if he got that gun, he probably would have shot Optimus. But Optimus probably would have gotten a few shots off himself. But he didn't want to shoot because he didn't want to shoot fucking asshole. Rot, rot, hot, 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 what's his name? Hot Rod. Hot Anyways, rod. didn't want to shoot that guy because now all of a sudden he's a fucking Autobot shield now that uh, Megatron has him. 
And then he just yeets him away once he's done with Hot Rod. <laughs> you fool. And just like... Which, Mercs. There's there's Mercs. a lot of robot yeeting in this movie. Yeah, like death death is real in this movie. Until it's not, but it is real in this movie. <laughs> oh, oh, I meant the tossing someone type of yeeting. Like, because yeah, he just throws Hot Rod aside, and then fucking Rodimus Prime gets him back at the end when he just throws fucking uh, Megatron. Oh, sorry, uh, Galvatron through the body of of uh, Unicron. I was like, I guess that's payback. <laughs> He's just like, I'm done with you now. And just with a strength no no Autobot has ever shown. Just yeah. <laughs> breaks through an entire robot like, god like being tissue thing. paper. <laughs> <laughs> Instruments oh, of great. destruction. So hating hot rod is i guess gonna i don't i didn't realize it was a hot take but i guess that's my first hot take um so well, there are probably other people that hate hot rod but i gonna, i as a kid of course was just like oh my god he's so cool like he became rod of his prime see see funny that you mention uh as a, i liked him as a kid thought he was cool here's my gonna be my second bad take i think oh i love it i can't wait so as a kid i, I did grow up watching the cartoon but it's like i was so young because it was came up before my time, but I would see it because my brothers were into it. I had older <laughs> brothers. Um, so I don't remember much. It's all hazy. But what yeah. I did like, who I did like, one of my favorite ones, was Starscream. And that's mostly just because he was a jet as a child. I was like, oh, he's a cool jet. And then I grew up and people were like, oh, I can't stand that guy. He's so annoying and he's such a bitch. And then now watching the movie as an adult, I fucking love Starscream because he's a coward. <laughs> and he's kind oh. of a piece of shit. Oh, I love him so much. I expected this and I'm glad you delivered tonight. <laughs> because I was like, as I was watching it, I was like, it's a big coward energy. Oh, he's going to love it. <laughs> I fucking love this coronation after he thinks he's killed Megatron. And the other the other Decepticons are there blowing the horns. And the horns are, like, billowing, like, physically getting larger as they're blowing through them. And then, like, he's like, all right, now we start the coronation. And they start going again. He's like, all right, guys, that's enough of the horns, whatever. And they stop. And then they're like, okay, now we continue. And then they start going again. So he just shoots the horns. <laughs> like, yes, I love all of this energy, Starscream. Oh, wait, okay. Go, so. Going back to the beginning, though, the dark theme of this movie continues because after the Decepticons show up, they basically pass over the fact that they go through a 12-hour siege of just total devastation. Like, by the yeah. time... By the time Optimus shows up, it's one of those sequences that was just like they were they were on those last options like we have no charges left, we're probably going to die. How do we want to go out type of situation? Why would they go so hard? I just have so many questions about That's that. That's the problem. I mean, I love it. Cuz cuz yeah, you say it's like a 12-hour siege and they do that, but there's no scale for time in this movie. There's no scale for distance or time. Anytime we just need to go to a next set piece, it's suddenly like fucking season seven Game of Thrones. <laughs> We're just there because we need to be. I mean, we um, we did get, you know, some sort of sky transition during it. And the city became more and more destroyed throughout the transition. Yeah, but it's like, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, a little bit there, but it gets really sloppy at the end. It's like, oh, no, we have to get back to Cybertron. <laughs> And then it's just, I don't know, Star White. Oh, it's no, space time after really that. Star <laughs> but we go to, like, other people. Then we go, and it's like, a we're at Cybertron now. We're on this planet with Sharktacons and kangaroo courts. Nobody cares. Oh, God. <laughs> what? What's wrong with that? 
You don't want to talk about the adventures of Hot Rod and Cup? All right. So I do love Cup, actually. <laughs> I knew you would. I, I, I don't knew like it. Hot Rod, but I was like, I like you Cup. You probably wanted to just sit around and listen to Cup stories, I, I, didn't you? I do. I was basically. I knew it. Because <laughs> he has like something for everything, and he's such that grizzled bitch. Uh, and, uh, I forgot what the fuck his name is The dinosaur guy Just eating out of the palm of his hand with his stories Grim, oh, Grimoire, yeah, what's his name? Grimlock Ah, I was close, I said Grim You were, you were, yeah, you got the Grim Like, that's why I was just like, is it just Grim? Because I knew Grim was there But you were right, there was more to it But yeah, Grimlock yeah. Grimace, I love that Grimace um, <laughs> Grimace, so, yeah, famously I, of the I, uh, Of the Dinobots I, I love how stupid he is, but I got so tired. I was like, there's too much of this fucking dinosaur. I get it. You, Someone says something about you, and you're like, I am not that. I'm Grimace, the great dinosaur king, or Dinobot king, whatever the fuck they call Um And I'm like, I, I've had you I small doses, child. Please, please go away. No, no, all of them. All doses, full movie. Hour and 30 minutes of Grimlock. Yeah, almost like this seems like it could have been better if this was put in some kind of format, like a 30-minute show. <laughs> so you don't wear out its welcome. You got just enough time for one or two big set pieces instead of how much? Like eight different fight scenes or so, one of which to a Weird Al song. <laughs> don't you dare take away my Weird Al moment because that is like the <laughs> best sequence of this. The fact that we get a Weird Al song and a battle sequence to a Weird Al song where like it's it's definitely they're only doing it for the sound of it and like the dare to be yeah, stupid. It was, but like, It was all vibes. <laughs> it was just all for the vibes itself because as you're listening to the lyrics, you're just like, oh, you don't want these lyrics to be heard that well, do you, Transformers? Because like, he's talking about <laughs> microwaving like metal and stuff like that. It's yeah. just like, oh my God. As it's happening, I'm like, they're playing dare to be stupid. Like, am I supposed to just, okay, I'm not supposed to take this seriously? Like, you you know, when you got the touch, you got the power goes on. You know our good guys aren't going to lose during that song. It's very pro wrestling like that. Once that song kicks on, nah, it's a good guy. It's all good guys right there. <laughs> and so when dare to be stupid came on, I was like, I, okay, so I just don't take these guys seriously. Right, and, <laughs> and then yeah, he says like the ba weep grana weep ninny bong bong grass weed mini bar or something, dude. Nine out of ten, it's weed grass mini bar. <laughs> now I did like, I did like what I did like about those robots is one, this guy's got like the full like Mandarin look, Fu Manchu long beard for some reason, and yet he's British. I loved how <laughs> incredibly stupid that was. Uh, and I did like the way they fought, where like when one of them was the motorcycle, the other one rode. When they got knocked down, the other one that was uh, riding turned into the motorcycle, and they switched. And I was like, that's pretty My cool, turn. <laughs> you fell off. My turn. I might, I, might, I might buy that set of toys. <laughs> so you're telling me the Junk Planet is your particular set piece you'd buy from Hasbro with all your favorite junk debots uh, or whatever they're called. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I, I just thought, I just thought it, was, uh, it was pretty neat. Um, I just think they're neat. But are you uh, telling me this sequence um, is better? Oh, wait, you know what? You want to know, actually, this sequence is better than the Sharktacons. Because the Junkdabots prove that death means nothing. You get pulled apart, that's fine. Put you back together, buff off those scratches, your soul never left your body. Turn you back on, it's nothing. Yeah, and, um, fuck, what's his name, like? 
Ultra there you Magnus. go. Ultra Magnus goes down like a bitch. <laughs> Optimus is on his deathbed. Be like, you, you're ready. And he's like, I'm not ready. And he's like, neither was I. Trust me, you'll get it. It's fine. I'm trying to die here. Please. And then he's like, all right, fuck me. And so he's like, all right, it's do or die time. Really need this fucking Matrix thing to open. And then fucking Megatron just has his people shoot the liver, living shit out of him. And he just like holding up. He's like, nah! And just falls apart. I'm like, oh, there's your hero. Uh, but remember, this is all technically Hot Rod's fault because he he bonded with the with the Matrix before Ultra Magnus could because he touched it first. I'm telling you, man. Why do you I'm, think it like exploded with color? Before? I'm telling you, it's the same Jar Jar Sith theory. It's all Hot Rod's fault. I cannot wait for you to like fully divulge this theory to me with all of the details. Oh, no, that's pretty much it. I don't have a lot going on. I only saw it once while I was at work. I didn't have time to get the cork board and everything. <laughs> what I'm saying is you're not going to be able to sleep tonight. You're just going to realize like you need the cork board and you're going to have to map this out. <laughs> but I got I to gotta say, we are joking around. The Sharktacon scene is so out of place. <laughs> It makes absolutely yeah. no sense to the story. I don't, it was just, it felt like the purpose of the Sharktacons and uh, the whole kangaroo court was just as like, okay, we can't get Hot Rod and Cup there before everyone else. So what are they going to do? It's like, if the characters, because like later on, um, the dino robots, whatever, and like another... Um, Another uh, Autobot that was with them, like, bust in and come helping them and all that stuff. It weren't for the continuity of, oh, these people were in a group, and then they came and helped. And then these people over here were in a problem, but the, these people who were together in an earlier scene, they came and helped. If that weren't for that continuity, I'd have completely believed that this was just a bunch of episodes thrown together to make a movie Digimon style. I mean, it's kind of what it felt like at this point. Yeah, they even had, like, cuts to break where it started to fade to black and then came back. And it was like... Yes, this is where we left <laughs> off. That, that was nice after that three-minute intermission of weird placement of products. <laughs> it's like they were showing me the toys I was watching. I didn't need this, but, man, those toys do look good. <laughs> I'm over here, like, I'm, like, legit over here just, like, 1986 Transformer toys. Like, should I get some? Like, what are we, what are we looking at price-wise? Oh, jeez, I don't even want to look, <laughs> see what those go, would go for now. <laughs> as well, good as the voice acting is, some of the voices I couldn't tell who they were supposed. To, I couldn't tell Orson Welles was if I didn't know he was Unicron. I couldn't tell from the voice. I mean, this is a man who was not doing well, and you know, died a couple. You know, after this being his last movie they recorded, so he didn't sound like Orson Welles to me. Uh, Leonard Nimoy, I would just I could tell sometimes, and sometimes I couldn't. Yeah. Um, oh, I knew instantly that was. And the only thing I liked about, uh, fuck, I forgot his name, Marcus Aurelius, you know, Brutus, whatever, uh, the one that took over after Optimus, um, is that's the guy who voiced, who, the, the voice of that guy was the same guy who did, like, Unsolved Mysteries? You've gotta be kidding me. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I'll give it a, he was also an airplane, but I just recognize him as the Unsolved Mysteries guy, just because it's funny to me. Um, so yeah, great voice, actually, but... His character was kind of a kind of a letdown. He was no Optimus, and I guess no Hot Rod. Okay, but you obviously have a problem with Hot Rod. So, okay, by the way, 
The Unicron, remember how I made that joke that, like, Unicron is the toy you'd really want? Yeah. It didn't actually come out until, like, 2021 is when they finally made that toy. It cost $574. Hooey! Now or when it came out? When it came out, oh, the, you can't get, they were only for the people oh, that okay. helped fund it. After that, they were gone. But it was, ah, yes. this the early backers on the Kickstarter. Kind of a goofy-ass scene when, uh, Megatron meets uh, Unicron because, like, one, he just he's just Starscream once again being the best. He's like holding Megatron <laughs> in his arms as they're ready to throw him out of the ship because I guess the ship's like they're too heavy in the vacuum of space. All right, whatever. Let's just skip past that. Um, uh, yeah, it's not like we could turn off the gravity <laughs> in here. <laughs> so Starscream's just holding the Megatron. He's like, I still function. He's like, what? Can't hear you. Sorry. Just got to chuck some out. And he's like, Megatron's gone. I'm the captain now. So that was already funny as it is. But like Megatron like falls upon like Unicron. Unicron is like, oh, I have some. Oh, he, he like starts bellowing out of his weird butthole face. It's the problem is like he shoots a beam of light that kind of has energy, but like there's like this yeah. weird starry uh, little light that's around the hole of where he's speaking from. It's a, the, hey, it kind of it's a tractor butthole. Kind of well, the thing is for a tractor, it blows Wait, isn't him. Isn't that just what, it blows him the fuck out of the way? And so he gets blown away just by the noise alone. And he's like, what the hell was that? Starts crawling towards the butthole. And that's when Unicron speaks and it blows him away again. It's like, did you not Did you not figure it you out the really, first time? You really don't want to admit that it's just a mouth. It's like I said, it's that little light effect that they put around the rim. Yeah, <laughs> to show that he's talking. And it's blowing him away. As if like wind coming out from talking as a massive thing talks. Oh yeah, as if that's the only thing wind gets blown out of. <laughs> you really just don't want to admit it. <laughs> it looks like a butthole. Maybe you're in denial. I'm sorry that you <laughs> like Unicron's weird space butthole. <laughs> Wait, you're you're, you're, wait, what? I'm the one over here that's talking about how it's a mouth. You're the one going on about how it's a weird space butthole. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't admit that it looks like a butthole because <laughs> what would that say about you? <laughs> you? You love this Unicron so much you don't want to admit you've been looking at what his butthole this whole time. I respect robot anatomy. <laughs> like, Listen, robots don't got to eat, but they have exhaust. Look, does Optimus Prime have a mouth? Uh, yeah, it's hidden under the mouth guard. He's got that little face shield. Is that a mouth guard? I always thought that's just what his face looked like. That's how Michael Bay did it. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're going to the, the actual authority, Michael Bay, now, huh? I uh, don't feel good about it. Right? <laughs> don't point it out for too long. <laughs> so, so Megatron being an absolute <laughs> idiot is just like, you know, because like Unicron's like, I summoned you here. And he's like, nobody summons Megatron. And he's like, fine, fuck it. Get out of here then. And he's like, wait. Wait, hold on, <laughs> hold a second. Uh, on your way to oblivion, <laughs> then. <laughs> and, and then, yeah, he makes some Galvatron, all this shit, which is a pretty cool scene where they have, like, you could see, like, the wireframe of, of them, you know, of the, like, a schematics kind of thing. 
but they all look boring. They all look the same. They all have like the same blue color, which I'm like, that's lame. I need to sell more toys if all of them look the same. Fuck it. Whatever. And then, yeah, the same thing happens later on when he's Galvatron. It's just one of those things where it's like, a, I serve no one. And Unicron's just like, you know I can just, like, beat the shit out of you with the red beams, right? And he's like, ah, I forget. Curse this weird debogging I've made. And that happens, like, three times as Galvatron. It's like he needs to constantly be reminded. He's got a kink for, like, being dominated over. Is this your theory that we're finally seeing Megatron's true kink? <laughs> you know, the villain's Galvatron. always got to have someone. And now that Optimus is dead, what has he got? Galvatron is the sub he's always wanted to be. Exactly. I, I've never seen it. I've never thought of it like that. It's beautiful. I'm, just, I'm winging it off the top of my head and I'm rolling with it as if I'm not wrong. <laughs> I gotta say that when we get to the final battle with Unicron and um, you <laughs> you see him like transform into his full form, you know, with the giant wings and horns and oh yeah, yeah. weird circular sun thing behind him as he just yeah. starts destroying Cybertron and we shoot a space needle through his eye. It gets real trippy in those organs. <laughs> Like, yeah. can, we, can anyone explain, <laughs> like, the whole setup of Unicron? Because, like, he's very much robotic. He has a lot of, like, you know, squared edges and stuff like that as you see him transform. At the yeah. inside of it was just, like, weird bean and, like, smooth-shaped things with feelers everywhere. Weird acid pits. And then just, like, a dark shaft where he... Th- put galvatron for no reason like i don't know what this shaft is for it it's his prison shaft for the inside yeah. of himself Every, all, all the bad subs go to the prison <laughs> shaft that's where the bad subs go <laughs> that's the tagline for the podcast <laughs> all bad subs go to the prison shaft. <laughs> i gotta start our twitter like that's just gonna be Look, the bio i i, I <laughs> I've never been a robot, but do you want jagged edges on the inside? Ah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you could say he's all like jaggedy and robot on the outside, but like before he transformed, he was like a like a roundish planet. Those circular smooth edges got to go somewhere. What about those weird spikes coming out of like the inside of his stomach that works as like I guess some sort of like gotcha game where it's like like see where the ball lands. Maybe you'll get in the stomach. Maybe you'll get into the weird river shaft with the with the claw feelers everywhere, or the prison shaft. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. What are those claw things for? To get you to a different is, shaft is, area. I don't know. Is is he cognizant of those things moving? Is he personally trying to like do all this stuff out here while having little feelers, or are they autonomous? Or is it like a symbiotic relationship of different like uh, little robotic creatures he's picked up along the way of you know panic? Yeah, I, I get guess that could be true some other machines that were on death's door and he's like you you live in me now <laughs> what do we do i don't know you grasp things <laughs> you just go uh, click click and you put things in me yeah that's what you do you make you make sure they go to the right shaft you know what orson wells had to say about this uh role 
fairly sure he hated it. He was like, oh, I'm some doom, dumb robot, and it explodes. <laughs> you know what I did this morning? I played the voice of a toy. I play a planet. I menace somebody called something or other, then I'm destroyed. I plan to destroy whoever it is thwarted, and I tear myself apart on the screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. If that's not poetry, I don't know what else is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true. Like he, That is weird. Why was it when he was destroyed, he just starts destroying I'm himself? Pretty sure he... Oh, oh, I thought that was like the reactor inside of him going critical and shit. Like once... Um, but no, Rodimus. we see him like start ripping himself apart. Oh, I, I, I don't know. Once again, I think that was because things were exploding. So it's like one of those like cut it off from. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, it doesn't make. Let a me lot pull of sense this out from the inside. Yeah, I don't. Just I, I, rip my own. I can't I mean, rip into the prison shaft real quick. I can't explain it. All I'm gonna say about Orson Welles this is the same guy who was a prima donna on a fucking peas frozen peas commercial. He did. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, oh, can you reshoot that? There was a bit of gunk on the on the camera. And he's like, what's a gunk? What are we doing? Get it together. <laughs> the Citizen Kane of Peas you know, commercial. For frozen peas. You can look it up. He did a frozen peas commercial. Yeah, I mean, we've all seen the champagne commercial, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's all our favorite video to return to and be like, well, at least I'm not that bad yet. I'm going to be that prima donna one day. You know what I did? I came, I sh- talked about some stupid-ass movie. <laughs> so And I tore myself apart. <laughs> talk, talk to some some guy or another. I got to ask him, what, what were you feeling then when Hot Rod became Rodimus Prime? After opening the Matrix of Leadership or whatever it's called. Well, this is an audio medium, but you know that's, that hand signal you make when you want to call someone a jerk-off? <laughs> <laughs> I did that sitting in my car watching the oh, I can imagine that too just like you rolling your eyes making the motion no yeah. one's there like someone's yeah. walking by just looking at someone, you weird. someone's <laughs> jogging you didn't like that moment where it's just like rise Rodimus Prime or were you still just like ah oh, even harder Yeah, I'm just like oh, fucking the guy who killed Optimus gets to be the one huh Oh my gosh! I said Junkicons because I was I I just thought that would be close, and I actually was. It's Junkions. I think it should have been Junkicons. Yeah, seriously, I think I'm the right one here. Hasbro, hit me up. Yeah, I've got ideas. I'm going places. How about Galvatron just showing the fuck up? Which I have a couple questions about Megatron. Now this is probably I have a lot of questions and a lot of like, huh? What the fuck? That's probably things that fans of these shows and movies have probably said for years. So I'm probably breaking no new ground. I'm probably coming off like a pedantic asshole, like the cinema snobs dipshits. But for one, for Megatron, is he transformed as a gun stronger than any of the guns he already has attached to him? Yeah. He is stronger? I think. Because, like... That would be the only thing that made sense. He, has a, he as a gun, was shot by Starscream to kill a couple of Autobots. So I was like, okay, yeah, sure, he did that. But he held a gun that he shot Optimus with. And that worked. Instead of the gun on his... Yeah, but like either way, it wasn't him as the gun. It was just another gun you could just pick up. Like, he could just get better guns. And also, people were shooting at Optimus when he was like doing that you got the touch, you got the power thing as he's like a fucking truck just mowing them down. They're shooting at him. None of those are doing anything. Is it just... We have these guns, and they're mostly just for shits and giggles, but then these are when we want to actually 
kills someone? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but then after these are becoming... the tickle guns. These are the war guns. <laughs> you you gotta go. get them right. Yeah, the tickle guns are for inside the prison shaft or whatever it's called. <laughs> Um, I made daddy Unicron mad <laughs> I need to fix this <laughs> I have to I have to go inside the prison shaft with the tickle guns <laughs> um, what the fuck are we talking about anyways oh no so when he becomes Galvatron and he transforms he becomes a better gun in that he's a turret now and uh, and can just shoot himself yeah and uh disintegration cannon so fucking funny because like he shows up starstream's like megatron and leonard nimoy is like does this answer your question turns into a turret shoots him everyone's still confused and they're like hey who did he say his name was no it cleared nothing up (laughs) leonard (laughs) (laughs) and also i don't think you ever said your name when you entered in yeah it's just megatron does this answer your question what do you say his name was? Galvatron. <laughs> and everyone we have Galvatron, Cyclonus, Cyclonus is Armada, Scourge, and the Sweeps. <laughs> the last guy's name was just the Sweeps. <laughs> listen, yeah, listen the sweeps. I'm a big planet. Someone's got to be on janitorial duty. <laughs> Look, you take this yellow bucket. You go around, you get into all those nooks and crannies, get into those crevices no one needs to. Dust cannot be collecting where you think this it should This planetoid be. robot PlayStation doesn't clean itself, you know? <laughs> I might be a walking, talking toy commercial, but I gotta be looking pristine at all times. Yeah, you think kids want to buy the Dusty Unicron? <laughs> dusty Unicron sounds like a weird sex thing. Oh, God. <laughs> I was you could have said it was like a really interesting drink cocktail, but no, it's like this is definitely that weird page. What you want to go to a bar and order a dusty unicron and be like, yeah, that sounds delicious. Yeah, better than going to like a girlfriend and being like, hey, could you give me a dusty unicron? And then you just play, you got the touch, you got the power, and she's like, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> And that's when she left me. Fine. That's fine. Find you a girl who can give you a dusty unicorn. <laughs> if she can't do it, it ain't worth it. That, is that the next tagline of the podcast? Yes. Find you a girl who will give you a dusty unicorn. I'll find you a partner. Come on. Let's okay. be cool about this. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know what's involved with a dusty unicorn. Bad subs go to the prison shaft and find you a partner that can give you a dusty unicorn. There you go. God damn. I did not expect that this this was gonna this 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 podcast was gonna go this way. I'm not ashamed. I'm a little ashamed, but I'm just gonna pass I'm gonna just go past that. I'm gonna take the opposite stance. I'm gonna be publicly I'm ashamed, secretly whispering, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> This is what I've always wanted. <laughs> Finally, someone's <laughs> talking about what is necessary. Can we talk about why Daniel sucks? A little shit kid. Kids suck in these things? I don't know. <laughs> a little shit kid, yeah. It's just, Daniel's that character that as soon as you hear his voice, you're like, I don't, I don't need a human to empathize with these robotic yeah. characters because I know this is just a cartoon and even as a kid 
I did yeah, not yeah. like Daniel. You think they're going to sell any Danny toys? My only thought was... <laughs> my only thought was just like what probably every kid thought. She was like, I could do a better job than Daniel right <laughs> yeah, now. Okay, so the humans serve no purpose in this. <laughs> neither of them. The None of them do anything that any of the Autobots couldn't have done instead. There's no like, ah, that's human ingenuity. No. Good on you, humans. That That's why we keep you around. They didn't do anything that any of the Autobots wouldn't have. Um, they can't beat. No, they, they didn't serve the purpose. Remember when you see him try to help, like push a tank in Autobot City on Earth? Just like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you adding here? Yeah, exactly. This full Autobot tank. Yeah, thank you. And you can't even have the whole like, oh well, they're to add to add the human component. Really, you have the you know human emotions or human, you know that kind of thing. But like Optimus dies, we have the girl robot to cry for him too. So it's not like uh, humans crying there was something that the Autobots couldn't get a hold of. They were all sad at Optimus dying. We didn't need him. They didn't contribute anything that the Autobots didn't already have or could contribute and everything he does to help is only by accident like even on the when they're fighting the junkions he just accidentally transforms into his little car form you're just like you look like an asshole kid (laughs) yeah and once again that could have been an autobot who was cornered and then just like transforms turn into a car and drives through their knees it's like yay he didn't learned. Do- <laughs> Great. All right. And then whenever, even when he saves his dad, he accidentally just pushes the right button. Just like, well, okay. <laughs> Fully believes that he just let his dad die, too. Yeah, I know. No shit. <laughs> dad, no. And he's like, I'm okay, son. Daniel, you did it, son. And he's like, I did do it. Yeah, I did it. The humans are absolutely worthless. Like, once again, maybe if they thought of putting this into, like, 30-minute chunks, you could just, like, the humans are just ancillary. They're just around. Occasionally, you might get, like, a shitty, like, Wesley Crusher episode where it's all focused on the child, uh, and you know to skip that one. <laughs> and then, yeah, that then it's just like, yeah, mostly about the robots, and the humans, yeah, I guess, are there, but they don't need to be. But in a movie? Ugh. At least they saved Jazz. Didn't ja- didn't we just say Jazz died? No, he doesn't die. He survives. And he gets saved then with Spike, Bumblebee, Jazz, and Cliffjumper. It was just like, I-, I guess Peter Cullen really didn't want to be in this movie that much because both Ironhide and Optimus died at the beginning of the movie. The two characters Peter Cullen voices. Oh, really? It's like, you're doing a movie? Ah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> But maybe not too much, man, all right? I'm kind of tired. I mean, you're probably not into it when you hear you're replacing your toy line. So this movie technically failed at the box office. You want to know what else came out that summer? What? What came out that summer was Short Circuit, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Labyrinth, Big Trouble in Little China, The Karate Kid Part 2, Aliens, Howard the Duck, Stand By Me, Flight of the Navigator, and The Fly. This was all one summer? That was one summer. Fuck me. Yeah, seriously. It's like, yeah, I don't want to see a fucking Transformers movie. Kidding me? Short Circuit. Take me away, David Bowie. Short Circuit's a better (laughs) robot movie. By far. Uh (laughs) Oh, you son of a bitch. (laughs) I mean, there's there's a go. There's my third hot take, I guess. Um, it comes in threes. 
Oh, no, I have another one. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't expect that one was going to be it, but then again, I didn't know that that movie had come out then. Yeah, and, like, this was a funny example of, like, execs were just like, hey, we want to push the new toy line, kill off the old ones, bring in the new ones, and they're just like, hey, yeah, uh, no, the, the kids are going to freak out. Like, if we do that, they're like, no, 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 they're just toys. We're just replacing one product line for an X. That's all it is. And kids... <laughs> cried and left the movie theater because optimus died this the color left Stop. from his his chassis which has another set of questions that i'm confused about this is that not a paint story, job story consultant flint deal said we didn't know that he was an icon it was a toy show. We just thought we were killing off the old product line to replace it with go. new products. There you go. Kids were crying in the theaters. We heard about leave people leaving the movie. We were getting a lot of nasty notes about it. There was some kid who locked himself in his bedroom for <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> Optimus Prime was subsequently revived in the TV series. <laughs> a scene in which Ultra Magnus is drawn and quartered was scripted and storyboarded. But replaced with a scene of him being shot. Another unproduced scene. Oh my god! Basically, the entire eighty-four product line and charge against the in a charge against the Decepticons. Okay, well, I knew some of that through osmosis, cultural osmosis. But <laughs> hot damn! Imagine how awkward <laughs> no, that morning what? breakfast is, honey. Just a mom with her kid, honey. What's wrong? You barely touched your Transformers cereal. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't anymore. Not without Optimus. Dare I dare never to believe again. Dear, wake up. New Optimus just dropped. <laughs> I'm glad they learned a lesson, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Michael Bay took over later, so I guess we learned nothing after this. I don't know. I have no clue. But they killed Do they the... killed Oreo Bot. Michael Bay killed Oreo Bot. I don't even know what you're talking about. Product placement. There was an or like an Oreo or like some kind of vending machine that turned in that got sentient because they have some kind of weird cannon that makes them sentient, and they killed him. Really? Are you serious? Did this actually happen? It was. It was. It was either Oreo or Mountain Dew. I don't remember. Oh, you're right. There was a Mountain Dew machine that turned into a transform or something. There you go. There you go. One of them. One of them got di- got 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 shot to death. It's fine. Um, that's hilarious. <laughs> I know what the next hot take is coming, and I feel like we just gotta rip off this bandaid. So, Kaz, did you like it? I was texting people as I was watching this movie. <laughs> no, I, the people who I know who love this movie, I said, "Hey, I haven't seen this since I was a kid. This movie kind of blows." <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's too. It becomes so much that I'm desensitized to it. It's like, all right, when it starts off, I'm like, this is stupid. Yeah, like we got, we got '80s rock bands. We got some dumb action going on. Once again, that fight with Optimus and Megatron, kind of badass. Like my favorite fight of the whole movie, I think. Um, but then it's like, oh look, there's another fight and another fight scene with more music and another thing with more music. This character's boring. I this character's worn out. It's welcome. I don't like this one anymore. So my problem is this should have been like a forty-eight minute movie. <laughs> this should have been 
40 minutes shorter than it is, I think. What? You you, you didn't want to lock yourself in for two weeks after seeing I this movie? I couldn't care long enough for this movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, after a while, things just felt very samey, and I was like, oh my god, I am that parent who took their kid to see this movie and was like, yeah, I don't know, it's just a bunch of dumb robot stuff, I get, as long, sure, I'll get you the toy, honey, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah, I became that old parent who's just like, wow, is this just a bunch of noise? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that 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 is you you knew it exactly the where I was going with that that is my hot take. It was once again I like the dumb parts. I like some of the robots, and I think you know once when the music starts getting on with like you got the touch or that other one um, goes on. I'm like yeah, all right, here we go. But then I'm just like ah, like by the end when they're destroying Unicron, I'm just like you know you asked if I got excited about Rodimus Prime, and I was like yeah, it was just another thing that happened. Like yeah, it's a jerk off moment, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that happened, and then they blow him up from the inside, and it was really hilarious that his head just flying through space. You get the back of his head, freeze frame, Transformers! And it's just like, it's like, just money really? shot on the back of the head right there. <laughs> it's like, not even like his face. It's just like, like, that was a choice, yeah. So, eh, I don't know. I could watch this with a group of people and have fun uh, watching it. In between being busy at work, I'm just like, yeah, okay, get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. So, yeah, there, there's my hot take. I think that might be, like, the hottest take I think I've had on any movie that we've seen so far, funnily enough. Because um, I think this movie is pretty well beloved by people who grew up with it or have seen it before. <laughs> I don't blame you. All right. Throw it back to you. Squaring? Yeah. I mean, I do because... It's the Great Toy Massacre of 1986, and it shows, and I'm so into that shit. I guess as a, as a kid, I still have that, like, cool moment connection of seeing Hot Rod become, like, Rodimus Prime and thinking to myself, yeah, I want that toy. <laughs> the move, the commercial worked, okay? I really wanted these toys after I saw it. And, like, this movie came out in 1986. I probably didn't see this movie until, like, 2001, you know? So, like, these toys were long uh, gone, but I wanted them. Yeah, I'd have seen the cartoons and stuff, whatever, something in, like, the 90s. Like I said, it's all haze. I barely even remember them. I always just wanted a Starscream because it was a cool-ass jet. And I never got a star screen. We gotta start the we gotta start the project. Hashtag get Kaz a star screen. <laughs> That's gonna be a stream goal. Just... No, fuck it. That's the goal for the podcast. If the podcast makes enough money, we're buying me a star screen. That's when we'll know we made it. And we, we sent out a little video of you like doing the transformation. <laughs> and he's just I just hold him I'll transform him from a jet into like a robot and he's like, Megatron, no, my balls and then he'll just blow up. <laughs> Um, that oh I'd, yeah, I'd love that <laughs> I have more honestly with the with the, with because of my age and when I grew up I have more of a like nostalgic connection to Beast Wars I think than any other Transformers property I've only ever seen this movie and the Michael Bay ones I've never seen any I fucking love the snooty voice of Megatron and Beast War and he's like yes we will destroy the what are they called 
Dinobots. <laughs> oh no, they are the Dinobots. What are they? Now I've got to look this up because I did remember what they were yeah, called. Kind of like, yes, the Dinobots will reign supreme. And it's like, oh, I love that Megatron voice. Also, once again, maybe kind. No, he wouldn't really be the uh, Starscream of the car- uh, of the uh, Beast Wars. But I like the one like Velociraptor guy. The Maximals. Maximals. Oh my God, <laughs> such stupid. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> And the Predacons. Predacons. There you go. Oh, my God. That's amazing. So, yeah. I have more connection with that one. And even then, you can tell I don't remember a damn thing. <laughs> like, Megatron transformed into a robot. And I think, like, his T-Rex head was, like, part of his, like, arm gun. It was great. Well, I think that... Do you got anything else to say about the movie? Uh, the movie itself? No. Then I think we can go ahead and wrap that up here. Why don't you go ahead and plug your the usual stuff you gotta plug? Shit. Nan usually has the the little slates up ahead so I can read them. Uh we're usually this one's pre recorded, but that doesn't matter if you're listening to it. Uh <laughs> but we normally stream the our discussions on these live on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash second respawn. That's two N D and the word respawn. Uh, when we're not doing this, we do variety stuff. Nan is at the like last quarter of Elden Ring, so that's exciting. I made him wear googly eyes while he was going through the snow area. Couldn't see dick. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, playing D- Devil May Cry, some Persona Strikers, stuff like that. Phoenix Wright, or not Phoenix Wright, uh, Apollo Justice. It's fun stuff like that. I'm joined always as ever. By the illustrious Sir Squarin, who also streams at twitch.tv forward slash Sir Squarin. That's Sir, S-Q-U-A-R-I-N. I I think I got that. Um, He also does variety stuff. He's getting back into streaming. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yes. It'll happen. I will beat this game, and then I will be trapped into the next bad game. Yeah, it'll be great. Uh, And and then there's uh, our editor. There is our editor, Tucker underscore wins or at tucker wins on twitter uh a fellow twitch streamer who puts in a lot of work for us every week to edit these into listenable podcasts that you can find anywhere including spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher uh amazon music <laughs> honestly if we didn't have him none of this would sound good it would just be two assholes and so now it's just like Two polished sounding assholes. I was gonna say polished turd, but okay. <laughs> polish an asshole. Then it'll be shiny like Megatron when, or uh, sorry, Unicron when he speaks. <laughs> Next week to uh, continue into summer of animation, we are going to be checking out Encanto, thus being the first kind of topical moment of this podcast, sort of. That's the closest we'll get. I knock on wood. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So. Any last words? I think we just got to finish it off with the sussy baka thing, right? <laughs> okay, who wants to be Mega John? Who wants to be... Oh, you should, abs- you should absolutely oh, be Oh, you optimist. suck. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Megatron, you sussy baka. Prime, why must you be so cringe so often? Prime.